How do I ever, ever survive? Oh, how do I, oh, how do I breathe? How do I breathe without you? Oh, how was that? Just going to the votes. Unfortunately, Griff, you were the, um, the weakest singer that round. You have been eliminated. What? But if, if you want to, we'd love you to still stay around and do the podcast. Oh, good enough for that, am I? Just. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Paul and Griff show. You got yourself, Paul. You got myself, Griff. Oh, and here we are again. How are you doing, Griff? I'm not too bad. Not too shabby. You've had a horrible weather over the weekend, but it's looking a bit more chippy. And um, yeah, how about you? I'm excited because obviously, you know, this is your top streaming guy podcast. We have so much stuff going on this week. Because I've been through them streaming things. But uh, yeah, generally in life, I'm all right. I'm just tired, but that's the standard. Who isn't, right? Let's all just, Who isn't? Who isn't? Let's all just get some bug bags, have a big fucking sleepover. Oh, we're allowed to do that next week. Potentially, I'm com- yeah. I'm coming, I'm coming over with my sleeping bag. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go viral with a science and free hugs. <laughs> but not, but not, don't touch your face. Don't touch me if I don't lick me. Please. Oh. Oh. Oh, speaking of licking, there's some cool news that's come out. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, yeah, so this week, obviously, we've got loads of shows we've been looking at. And also, we've got a pretty cool From the Vault known as Con Air. So if you're a fan of that, stick around. If you're a fan of Star Wars, we actually talk for that. That's a rare treat. There's loads of stuff going on. And I want to start it now. But we can't. Because we have to start like we do every week. And that is with this week's movie news. Yes, we got two huge trailers. Um, I suppose the massive talking point was released earlier today, actually. Only like literally this afternoon. We got a trailer for Venom. Let there be carnage. Um, definitely emphasise the comedy than anything else. Um, <laughs> said hello. Um, what did you think of it? Um, I, I think I liked it, but I don't know. Because it sort of showed a lot of everything, but then you sort of actually look back at it and you think, ah, oh, didn't actually show anything. Yeah, there's loads of like Bit scenes. I suppose you showed you a lot of Woody Harrison as Cletus Cassidy, also known as Carnage. But yeah, um, you say a lot, but it didn't actually show a lot. It heard talking, then he sat up, and then you sort of saw about half a second of Carnage. So it didn't actually show anything, really. No, not at all. I suppose the main thing, I suppose, is like Eddie Brock just going day to day life with Venom. Um, yeah. Obviously, the girl in the shop knows it. I thought, I found the bits quite funny, but obviously, this is. I hope it doesn't flop and I hope it's good. Um, yeah, it, it definitely made me chuckle at certain bits. Do you know what I felt like Venom was a bit like? And it's such a weird sort of comparison, but I had a very um, little shop of horror vibe about sort of Venom mm. in this whole sort of like lovable, sort of funny plant that was actually just eating people. <laughs> And that's that's what Venom felt like. I felt sort of loads of comedic bits, but then she ended up just sort of killing people and that as well. And it's been quite kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. I was excited to see Stephen Graham's in it. Um, enough gets How around, excited. don't he? Like, Stephen Graham gets in everything. He's also going to be in the new um, season of Peaky Blinders. It's just, yeah, just he's everywhere. Just, just making his money, doesn't he? Mate, he does, he does. Um, Venom H. Um, it's released over here 15th of September 2021 interesting it said only in cinemas 2021 so I'm guessing I'm guessing they're confident it's going to come out and it won't be on streaming services till next year um, but we'll see we'll see I picked up that on the trailer which is not only in cinemas um, yeah, also got a trailer a, a final trailer for Quiet Place Part 2 because I know even though it hasn't come out yet really over here in America. I know that was a sneak preview like 10 months ago 
if you're lucky to have seen it, people have actually seen this film. But um, it looks insane. Obviously, I was only able to watch the first one on DVD. Um, loved it. So um, hopefully we'll see this in the cinema. We'll see. Following the events at home, the Abbott family now face the terrors of the outside world. Forced to venture into the unknown, they realise the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats lurking beyond the sand path. What did you think of it? Um, yeah, I thought it seems it seems cool. I wasn't like sort of crazy excited for it, but um, I'm up for watching it. it. It's creepy. Have you seen the first one? No. It, it's obviously it, it is what it says. Really, like there's creatures that like literally like just detect by sound, and you have to be quiet. And there's not a lot of talking in it, but. It's very creepy, very eerie. Um, but obviously, by the trailer, there's a little flashback to before it all kicked off. Um, and hopefully, it's just as good. I've noticed old Cillian Murphy in the trailer, another person who gets around a bit. And obviously, he's in Peaky Blinders. But um, okay. yeah, um, due to release, fingers crossed, 3rd of June 2021, UK. Um, and now I'm 37. It's a bit of runtime we like, ain't it? Yeah, it's a bit more me, that is. Not too shabby. Um, and then for all the, the Netflix trailers, a lot of it was um, across the like foreign subtitled kind of stuff. But um, in amongst all it, it was like a program high on the hog, how African-American cuisine transformed America. Oh, boy, did it make me hungry. <laughs> It, it looks, it looks, I, I do I don't mind cooking programs. It, cooking programs with history is what I found it. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of cooking programs. I mean, I like to sort of dabble in all of them, and if if they're different, mm. I'll sort of like stay with them and stuff like that. So I'll give it a watch as long as the episodes are all different enough. Some of them just sort of become sort of very. Or is it a series? Or is it just one off? No, it's a series. Yeah, it's not they're not too repetitive, it'll be good. Definitely, but, um, definitely. It's worth a shout, isn't it? Yeah. Um there wasn't really like a lot of news like around that I could see, even though apparently I hear that J Lo and Ben Affleck are back together, which um I'll just keep my opinion to myself. Um I, I did notice like there is gonna be some new toys. Um no pictures yet, but there's gonna be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Cobra Kai crossover. Um like double packs, so Leonardo versus Miguel, Raphael yeah. versus John Kreese, Michelangelo versus Danny LaRusso, and Donatello versus Johnny Lawrence. Um, I'm excited to see what they look at. There's no pictures yet. Um, they're listed between 50 and 60 Canadian dollars. Uh, I don't know, if it's, I guess I'd imagine it'd be cool to have Splinter versus um, Mr. Miyagi, but I don't know if that's a bit because obviously he's dead. I don't know. Um, but would work. I think, I think it's um, interesting. I mean, Turtles are renowned for their crossovers. They've done like wrestlers. They've done Ghostbusters. I'm not sure if they did. Um, done Batman. Done Batman. Yeah, in the um, this series, but I mean, like toys. Oh right, well, yeah, yeah. And stuff. Figures they've done a lot of crossovers and stuff like that. So it'd be interesting um, to see how it all sort of works. But again, they could make a an animated short of that as well. That somehow the turtles get involved in a big tournament that would work, most definitely. But um, yeah, no, that's would be interesting. It'd be interesting to see how the turtles addressed more than anything because if they're just in their normal gear, it's yeah. more sort of Cobra Kai figures that will be interesting rather than just sort of another turtle figures. So it'd be interesting to see how it all works. No, definitely agreed. Agreed. Um. Yeah, that was that's pretty much all I could find really, like worth worth talking about. So we'll dive back in um this week in history. Um in nineteen sixty nine, British comedy troupe Monty Python forms, made up of Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Terry Gillum, Eric Idle, Terry Jones, and Michael Palin. Uh we also had oh, as it goes, nine ninety four, pulp fiction. Directed by Quentin Tarantino and starring John Travolta, Irma Furman, and Samuel Jackson, premiers at the Cannes Film Festival, which obviously won the Palm d'Or. 
then we also have uh, Beatles movie, Let It Be, Let It Be premiere. <laughs> Do you like a bit of Let It Be, Let It Be? I love the Beatles. Oh, how can you not? How can they've, got you not? New, um, they've got a new uh, film coming out, haven't they? Have they? Yeah, from the years and years of footage. I'm not sure if it's on Disney. Can't remember who's got it, but yeah, there was a trailer out the other week for it. They've got loads and loads of unseen footage. There's, there's a massive um, sort of documentary or well, unseen footage thing coming out for them. It's gonna be really good. Pretty cool. And um, sticking on Beatles, so in 1968, Wonderwall with George Harrison premieres at Cannes Film Festival. Never seen. I guess that's what based on do I obviously Wace has been massive Beatles fans. Never really put two and two together, really. Um, in 1986, Top Gun, directed by Tony Scott and starring Tom Cruise, premieres. Uh, and 2002, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, directed by George Lucas, starring Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman, Ocean Cinema. And your favourite movie, Paul, A Star is Born. Oh, which oh. version? The 1982 version, because it's the year of my birth. Oh, oh well, me too. See, see what I did there? <laughs> this week in history. So. Yeah, it'd only work if you were the only one born in a year, wouldn't it? That's true. But there wasn't no, there wasn't really a film. There wasn't really a film come out. It's just me, just me, um, just trying to be cocky. That um, worked out for you. Kind of backfired. Yeah. But, uh, Tell me something, boy. Yeah. I don't think I'm ready to leave this moment yet. I just <laughs> wanted to get more awkward for you. It's getting well awkward, ain't it? And I just want to stay in this moment for a little bit. Yeah. And just sort of reflect on what are the things I've done. Well, just just tell your comments gone. It's gone, <laughs> isn't it, really? Star and Born, that's a good link to what we're doing in a bit, isn't it? There is, it is. Everything's linking up, and that's what it's all about. Definitely. So let's move on. <laughs> I'm not ready. All right, we're going on. Was that we're moving on to the end? That's it. That's, that's this week. This week's done. Oh, Jesus. It's not a lot going on, is there? Venom's eating up everything. Right, so I guess it's fine out to dive into everything going on the streaming service and find out what we've watched. And we watch loads, as usual. Let's do it then. Say it. Say, say what? Say the line. <laughs> say the line. Put yeah. the Bernie back. Oh, yeah. What's the... Oh, say it. Take your time. Take a breath. And just say it. What's on the box? Oh, what was on the box? What have we been watching on this week's streaming services? There's been a lot of stuff going on. Um, we've dived mainly from Netflix and Disney+. Plus. A um, couple of new shows that we've seen, and of course, are from the vault. Um, where do you want to begin, Griff? Let's begin with um, Netflix, a little TV show called Sing On. Oh, Sing On. Um, yeah, we checked out episode two because it was basically movie night. So it's all songs from movies because um, we thought it was relevant. And yeah, the beginning of the show, a little bit, that was, that was based on this show. In case you didn't get it, you probably wouldn't get it, because I can't imagine a lot of people watch this. But yeah, each episode's about 35 minutes long, and it's it's a really weird competition, right? Yeah, so if, if you've ever played SingStar, um, obviously people who play SingStar on the PlayStation, we're very familiar with um, how it all works, because obviously you sing, and obviously it will tell you, like, you need to, like, raise your voice up or go down a bit deeper. There's, like, six contestants. Um you all sing a little bit of a song. Um, I don't think they actually get to see the the singing bar to go up and down. Well, that's the it. Voice. It would um, be like sort of sing star if you didn't have the bit on the screen and you only found out how well you did at the end, right? Yeah, and it's only on the last round you actually found out kind of how you did. Apart from that, like the other contestants, you all vote who you think to go home. Um, but obviously, if sounds like you have to like link in you can't change your mind like once everyone starts announcing yeah. um 
found it really weird. Everyone's too nice. I feel like everyone was on acid. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, it, just they will make they will make game shows about everything nowadays. My my, my thing is like I, I liked the concept of it, but in my heart of hearts, I truly believed like at least one of these people would be able to sing. Yeah, I, I felt like I was watching it. I thought, is the joke their shit? Then I thought, do they actually realise their shit? You know, do they think the presenter's like, because he can actually sing that he's good and they sort of like nod in agreement, like they're on par and you know, they're all just a couple of singers hanging out. And I, I mean, they've got balls. They're sort of like, they're the kind of, that I wished I had the balls to do karaoke kind of people. You can't sing for shit, but you still think, fuck it, I'm going to get up here and give it a go. They're, they sort of got that kind of balls that I don't have when it comes to sort of, karaoke and stuff but yeah I thought well, could I do this you know would, would you would you be able to do this I think I could do it if I could see the the sound like bars yeah in, let's say they are singers let's say they can sing and they're really good that doesn't mean you're going to be good at this because you have to match the celebrities pitch and all that you can't make you can't make the song your own yeah, you know, like on the next factor, they say like it was too karaoke. Like, you 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 just sing in Whitney Houston. Like, you're perfect for this. Yeah. Um, right. I, I felt there, there was a woman with um dark hair, who I thought was stealing the living. She was in there for about three rounds, and I thought she was the worst. I thought she was in the first round. I can't remember her name. Doesn't not relevant. She's the one who kept on saying like, "I'm here to get my money." I think so. Yeah. And she's the one who kept on tactically voting, like blatantly being like, "Oh, I just, she's my biggest challenge." Like, yeah, and they all still, and they all still hugged and all that, and all, and everyone's just so nice. They got eliminated by other people, and they just, and they say, "Would love you if you stay around and carry on singing." And they're like, "Of course I will." And they're like, upstairs, like, and they all sat over mic, and they're all getting into it like they're friends. And basically, yeah. the guy who won every round. Ends up losing the final round and losing all the money. I mean, they won forty three grand. I mean, it's a lot of money. Like the prize was decent. I suppose that's a bit. Depending on how good everyone sings, depends how much money goes in the bank. Yeah, very similar to um, oh, what's that one with um, the wheel, where it's called, where it spins around. Oh, I love that one. Um, yeah, McIntyre. Same. Yeah, McIntyre basically. People are asked questions and it builds up the kitty and builds up the kitty, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win. If you like slip up, someone else could take it. It feels like that, where like everyone's sort of building up the kitty and then someone else could um could, could do it. I felt as a watch, as um, a viewing thing, it's not something I'd really dive back into. I think it wasn't that sort of contagious, like, oh, I need to watch this. I feel like it's the kind of show if you watch by yourself. It's completely pointless. It's very much like watching like at least one other person, so you can both sort of laugh at the singers together. If that makes sense. Yeah, I watched it, it on my own. I completely. I do feel like you needed someone to be like laughing at the team. <laughs> like this, this is kind of yeah. They, I, they butchered Skyfall. I butchered a lot. <laughs> just, and I kept on waiting for like Kiss My Rose. So, so just to, just to finish off, like they brought up. This is me from The Greatest Showman. Shallow from A Star Is Born. Here yeah. we go again from Mamma Mia. Skyfall from Skyfall. And Always Love You from The Bodyguard. See, I thought in the final round, they said like, oh, whoever's done best, like, gets to choose a song. I thought they could choose any film song. But no, it was a choice of two. I thought, um, all, I lo- I thought all I Love was a stupid choice for him as well. Oh, yeah, I do. And but, but, that, to... but that's the bit where I thought, does he actually think he can fucking sing? Because that's a big song. He obviously thinks he's in High School Musical with a bloody hat. Is all I could think of. <laughs> Once you pointed out, it was a great shout. No, I was watching this basically by myself for most of it, and my wife sort of came down about halfway through. What the are you watching? So what the fuck are you watching this shit for again? I said, we've got a podcast. And um, <laughs> no, and when she was sort of here, when she watched like about five minutes with me, and that was the most enjoyable bit because he was just sort of like, oh my God, it's like, they're awful. And it kind of is that, you know, I don't know. I feel like that's why it's there to sort of enjoy it with. I'd only be tempted people. to watch the rock episode just to see what songs they are. It probably isn't the kind of rock I think it is, but I, I think it's definitely a a um a bin it for me. I thought you I meant, um, 
But you mean the rock episode is in like Dwayne Johnson no, no, sing no. along with the rock <laughs> to a Moana? <laughs> it just they will make TV shows about everything. Obviously, for anyone listening in America, they may have it as well. Like over there, I don't know. There's obviously a show going on on BBC or ITV. I don't know. We have to guess if people can sing or not because they mime. Um, yeah. I you know it's from Gogglebox. I haven't seen it, but oh, they really will make a show on anything. They really will. Yeah, it's good. No, I think um, yeah, I have to be in it as well. It's uh, yeah. I've just got no reason to watch another one. It, it's just um, yeah, did, did nothing really for me. It, well, I so said there's no laugh out loud moments. There wasn't any sort of X factor like oh my god, wow, that voice moments. Um, the final round. I felt was pointless because it was the same as every other round. Yeah, there was no, apart from like the odd round where certain notes earn the more money, there really was no like mixing it about at all. Yeah, I, I thought it would have been like even, um, they, they seemed to knew, knew what bits they were going to like sing on. I, I felt like the final round, it would have like caught them out or something and they wouldn't actually known and they had the jumping, you know, it's like a random. Yeah. But they knew, they knew their bit before it got to them. There was no, like, I expected them to be on stage and almost like a timer sort of spinning around them. They just land on one and they were next. And I, didn't no... get his, I didn't get his bonus round either. You know, the, oh. he had like a bonus um, $500 um, prize, which you just ran yeah. twos for anything. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. And I felt it rough that the host could sing. Yeah. Because it, it kind of put him like a bridge above him. It kind of almost felt it highlight. I don't know. It just. I, mean, I just felt them all too happy. It wouldn't work over here if people get pissed off. But over there, everyone's just smiling. Obviously, he had happy pills or whatever. Well, he yeah. got, um, you know, 43 grand. So, dude's happy. Fair play joy, to The joy of song. The joy of song. Joy of song. Um, and then we went from like hyperness to like. Sleepiness. So we also watched the first episode of Headspace Guide to Sleep. Came out 28th of April, 2021. Episode one, How to Sleep Better. Learn how to sleep better with Headspace. Each episode unpacks misconceptions, offers friendly tips and concludes with a guided wind down. How did you find it? Um, I thought it was going to be straight in like um, like go to sleep, but it found me more. It's something I thought it was going to be relaxing, but it actually made me reflect more than want to go to sleep because it sort of kept pointing out facts and all this and all that. Um, mm. The animation stunning. I thought the animation was really, really good visually. I thought it looked great, but it was only really the end. But so it almost made you want to watch this show. You had to watch the whole show, then at the end, it was going to put you to sleep. It just kind of felt a really weird sort of concept. Yeah, um, very easy, like 19-minute episode. Um, very interesting at the end because I've always, obviously at the end, you say it gives you a wind down. I've always led to believe, breathe in for seven seconds, hold for seven seconds, breathe out for seven seconds, hold for seven seconds, like, carry on. But this was like, breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for seven. I thought, oh, my God, that's more doable. So if I've got anything from this show, it's like, because sometimes seven seconds is hard <laughs> and you think of it too much. But, yeah, it was good. I think I'll probably get a lot from episode two because episode two is about, like, <coughs> technology and, like, mobile phones. And I know, like, I've always heard, that, like, you should stop looking at your phone an hour before sleep. You should, <coughs> um, like... Dim the lights on on your phone. Um, so I probably watch episode two. I don't know how much more. At the moment, I haven't got problems sleeping. <laughs> so, but I, I found it very calming. Like, do you have like if you had to do one of these shows, like do you have like a a calming like voice? Well, I, I want me to say it. So, if you had to do, so let's say the the oh. Paul, we want you to record like your voice for this um, yeah. Headspace Guide to Sleep Sleeping. I've always, like, have you got how would you do it? Oh, I just did like breathe in for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, breathe in for seven seconds, 
breather. I take your shirt. No. Um, yeah, I think I could do it. That was beautiful. I need those oh. off. Um, I thought you had fallen asleep. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like. But you know why you didn't, didn't you? Empty your mind. Because you're on your phone. Get your mind all clear. Be silent. Be still. I've got to stop, otherwise our listeners will fall asleep. I mean, oh, they'd miss, people they'd miss let out. us know if they want us to do a Spotify exclusive where we do a sleep intake. <laughs> oh we'll God. do it. We'll if do enough, it. If enough people want to do it, yeah. we will do it. We'll read we, some stories. Or we we'll get do two, two likes. And we'll... <laughs> Let's just push push the boundary up a little bit higher than two lines. Yeah, but I thought it would be your account and my account. We've got personal ones, so we're well away. You just do it. But yeah, it's on Netflix. Um, He's 90 minutes. They're not going to break the bank. Um, I guess if you want to have some tips and don't want to watch the whole show, I think the last four or five minutes is like a little exercise. Um, Yeah, I must be. It is interesting, though. And like I said, I will will be watching... um, like I said the mobile phone one is, is definitely I'll watch, but I might watch them some others. And um oh they've got another one as well. They've got the sleeping, but they've also got another thing on there as well. It's not is it relaxing or oh, okay. The the same company had different things on there as well. It wasn't just the sleeping one, they've got other series on there as well. So I need to relax. Yeah, they've they, they've got a few sort of self help things which is cool it's been a stressful year for everyone so shit like this is always always quite useful to sort of watch so I thought it was a different watch I enjoyed it so we say binge it I still thought of one to go in between um yeah yeah I, I think um I think binge it in the sense that like you know don't get me wrong it's not a gripping series but it's, it's a good bit of self-health and um you know health is wealth so look health after yourself I love that Oh, and then obviously, as last week was May the 4th, um, Disney Plus brought out Star Wars, The Bad Batch. Um, it's an American animated series created by Dave Filoni for the streaming service Disney Plus. It's part of the Star Wars franchise, acting as both a sequel to the spin off from the series Star Wars The Clone Wars. The Bad Batch is produced by Lucas Film Animation with Jennifer Corbett as head writer. And Brad Rao as supervising director. We watched episode one, which is called Aftermath. Um, yeah, it was good. Um, so basically, it's about a bad batch, which is like five. Do we call them stormtroopers? Um, they're we're not big Star Wars fans. If anyone scream scream like we're idiots, like, um, yeah, we're not. Um, so they're Clone Force 99, which is five of them. One by looks from the sniper, one close quarter combat, one explosives, one's just a heavy brute. Yeah, you kind of tick all the boxes you'd expect. A bit like a lot in Predator, really, or Rambo. Yeah. You've got the, you get the same batch no matter what sort of. You've always got the tech guy, you've always got the leader, you've always got the, the no idea but brute force guy. Got the yep. long range snipe. You, you always got the same sort of pattern in all the groups, but um, yeah, this is no different. They're like outcasts, so basically they're clones that have gone wrong. Yeah, um, and they all look really different. Um, one thing I didn't realize, like, did you know the same person voices all of the um, Bad Batch? No, did you know? I just nearly choked on my drink. Um, no, I didn't know that. D. Bradley Baker voices <coughs> all of the Bad Batch plus all of the clones, which is, um, I thought it was quite impressive. Well, it's a bit of overtime, isn't it? The social distancing thing, it's easier. I hope he's picking up five salaries um, so. and, and, and more. Um, yeah, it was, it was long. It was like an hour, an hour, just over an hour of the first episode. Um, it's going to be 16 episodes. Episode two is 30 odd minutes. So Disney Plus do like to vary like their length of programs. I suppose with streaming services, there's no set limit. So they haven't so they got to fill just... a quota of of stuff. Um I found it easy to watch. Um not gripping, 
but just a bit. I suppose it was enjoyable, um, but yeah, but not gripping in the same space. Um, what about yourself? Um, I didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah, it, it did absolutely nothing for me. I, I felt like it would have been better in any environment than what it was. I feel like they're kind of these sort of rough and ready hard people where they sort of they come in initially looking cool, but then it gets a bit too cartoony when they're sort of jumping around. I feel if it's been a live action series, it could have been like sick. If it was a film, mm. um, it could have been like amazing. If it was 34 minutes, I probably would have enjoyed it more. I just felt for this one episode, I mean, if I watched episode two, I might get into it more, but I just felt the fact it was near like movie length, I just kind of felt like, wow, this is like, this is way too long for, I, I, I didn't know if it was a TV series, I didn't know if it was like an animated movie, I didn't know what it was, but it just felt, um, it felt quite long and it didn't, it didn't really do a lot for me. The idea of it, I thought was like fucking amazing. I thought these guys, they look cool, but mm. and I thought, I like the idea of this sort of rogue bunch, but um, the delivery just, I don't know. In my head, I just I think I just wanted more violence, but I know I could never get it with this sort of incarnation of it. No, that's, that's fair. I say it reminded me of like perfect setup for like a video game, all these characters with different skill sets. And um, won't give any spoilers away if you haven't seen the first episode. I think it gave you enough if you are into Star Wars, like, and I think if you're into we haven't seen any of the Clone Wars series, so maybe we've seen the Clone Wars series, like, there's probably a lot in there that probably we didn't know about um, it's like, like well, oh my god like I know who that character is um, yeah, do you know yeah. I mean? it's like um, my favourite um, Star Wars characters like Boba Fett I mm. love Boba Fett do you know what I mean and, and I just feel like if they put them in that sort of environment you know or even like um, like the Mandalorian that their own sort of spin off like that I think they have amazing potential to be like ridiculously good but yeah. I don't know yeah so um, I ain't gonna be binging it. Oh, um, we have found one in between. I won't lie. I suppose I would have seen episode two by now. If like I, I, I'll probably bin it. Um, I've not even seen past the first episode of the Mandalorian. Um, just because there's so many other stuff that I'm watching. Um, I ain't got death for it. I'm trying to for the people. Mate, mate, Star Wars. All the Star Wars fans are like, I'm, I'm never going to be, I'm never going to claim I'm a big Star Wars fan. Um, yeah, the thing and... is, you're allowed to like not watch stuff. It doesn't, doesn't make it crap. It's just, you know, not our thing. You just can't watch everything, especially nowadays. Impossible to watch everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, set. So yeah, we've both been it. Um, so yeah, I think it's time. Like, not just like what's on the box. It's time to put the bunny back in the box. Oh, oh I love that. This week, obviously, from the vault. Every week we do something from the vault, which isn't necessarily a new show. It's something from years gone by that we have found on a streaming service. We think, wow, this deserves a little more love to bring it to the forefront. And this week we've gone for a movie from the vault and not just any movie. It is a Nicolas Cage masterpiece. Chris, what is the movie we're doing? We are doing the 1997 Jerry Bruckheimer movie, Con Air. Oh, well, how do I <laughs> get through my life? Yeah, Con Air, 1997. Do you want, do you want some facts first? A bit of facts? Yeah, might as well. Um, it was released 2nd of June. 1997 had its premiere in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, the UK got it 6th of June 1997, so wasn't a big wait. Newly paroled ex-con and former US Ranger Cameron Poe finds himself trapped in a prisoner transport plane when the passengers seize control. It was directed by Simon West, um, who's also directed The General's Daughter, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Um, 
yeah, he's got some good things. Written by Scott Rosenberg, who also wrote the Nicolas Cage movie Gone in 60 Seconds. Um, also produced um, Jumanji Next Level. That's in the archives. Definitely worth um, checking out. Jumanji. Jumanji. Um, starred. Oh, why is this not in order? I don't like this IMDb. It stars Nicolas Cage as Cameron Poe. But he's well down the IMDb list, which is really weird. He's not even on here. So you've got to sort yourself out, IMDb. Um, John Malkovich as Cyrus the Virus. Ving Range as Nathan. Diamond Dog Jones. Dave Chappelle as Pimble Parker. Steve Buscemi as Garland Green. Um, Danny Trejo as Johnny 23. And Nick Chinlord as William Billy Bedlam Bedford. Oh, someone else as well. I don't know why they're not all on here. John Cusack as Agents Fix Larkin. Terrible. MC Gainey as Swamp Thing. Oh, sort yourself out on DB. Sort yourself out. Um, sort yeah, the box of box of budget of $75 million. Um, opening weekend, $24 million. What have done this for? How much reckon it made? Um, 120 million. Oh, close to that in gross, just in the USA. So, worldwide, 224 million dollars. It's a whole chunk of change. Um, this is obviously well renowned as um, Nicolas Cage's holy trinity of movies. It is sandwiched right between The Rock that came out the year before, and Face Off, that came out the same year. Um, three, three great movies that I'd ever get bored of watching. Um, I'd probably put this in the middle with The Rock better and Face Off just a bit below. But, um, yeah, Con Air. Um, what's your thoughts? Do, do, do you remember much about it? Much of it come back? Uh, more came back. I remembered, obviously, bits. Uh, a lot more came back. I don't know why he was on the plane. <laughs> I don't I even I even less understand why his mate was on the plane. Yeah, I don't know why his mate was on the plane. His mate, I don't know why. I think the plot was like, you're going somewhere, they're going to look after you better. Like, we're going to put you on with the most dangerous people in all of America. Yeah, I mean, they were going to a new, like, super horrible prison, weren't they? So I don't know why his mate was going there. Because his mate seemed... Obviously, he'd done something wrong because they're both in prison, but he didn't seem the same sort of caliber as, you know, some of the other guys. And um, mm. yeah, I, I don't know why he was on this plane to get a lift home, and yeah. I don't know why he was put in prison so far away. That's true. It's left me with a lot of questions of like, what, what, you know, get away from the film. Like, why are we in this situation? Why is he being in prison so far away? They're not a prison no. in his state. Like, what's this? Why has he got lovely wavy hair as well? Why does his prison sell bunny rabbits? <laughs> bunny Why rabbits. does his prison sell toys? I don't get it. I don't, I don't, maybe they do. So if if like, kids come to see you, maybe you can buy them gifts. But I didn't think. I don't know. I was you, I was confused so much about all of this. Um, yeah, I can see that. Um, I, I just I was watching it. And at the end of the film, um, it just dawned on me, like, his kid's all scared, like, I've already had, like, a picture of you. You look nothing like that. And he's got, like, some shitty little bunny rabbit that's been through the wars. And I just imagine, like, wouldn't it be cool? The script writers are like, fuck's sake, Dad. After all these years, this is all you got. My fucking surname's Poe, for God's sake. I already get taken the piss out of. I hate you. But, um, no. Well, it's a bit it's negative, isn't it, really? <laughs> to be, like, happy ended. I always kind of... I find the final act a bit of a mess. I think I've, I think I love the opening, the opening hour, and the the next bit is entertaining, but it's not as good as them introducing them all. Um, yeah, God. I personally feel like an hour fifty six is way too long for this film, but I couldn't work out what to take out. If that makes sense. Yeah, I suppose you could take out the bit where 
uh, obviously the plane's kind of gone, and but then that's where could, Jerry yeah, Brock and loves it. Like chunks, couldn't you? But there's not a bit where you think, oh, that shouldn't be in it. Like, mm. I'm I'm happy that um, he threw the dig out at the end, going, oh, it's better, definitely better let the plane come to like Vegas than than shooting it down. <laughs> because uh, cause I forgot that line was in there because I seriously thought that I was just like. You've killed so many innocent people here to save someone who's getting released from prison today. It literally makes zero sense. And he walks off with his family again, like his conscience is clear. And I was thinking, you're part of this carnage in, in Vegas. Like you've just, you know, you've just killed someone else again. Yeah. The second you're out, rightly or wrongly, don't care if they're a bad guy, you're still not allowed to do that. No, you know, you're, you're not. You're not a cop. And <laughs> so she reminded he's... him. She reminded him on the bus while you're still in college. You're still like under arrest. Yeah. So literally, he he helped kill everyone at the end. He killed. He's killed more people than he ever killed. <laughs> I mean, he, he killed about. Yeah, he killed people on the plane. Killed people off the plane. He's he's got a taste for it. He killed loads. So I kind of got confused with understand he was the hero, but was he? Because if he hadn't got involved, they would have just flown somewhere and disappeared and never been heard of again. Yeah. yeah. But now because he got involved, they're dead. Loads of innocent people in Vegas are dead because you can't tell me no one fucking died in Vegas because there was carnage. Crashing into hotels, crashing down high streets. Just crashing. People are dead. Innocent people are dead. <laughs> so I just think like... No, you're right. It's, it's, it's <laughs> very irresponsible Cameron Poe. Um, yeah, it's just... Uh, it, take, it's, it's a great film, don't get me wrong. But suddenly when you really look at it, you're thinking, fucking hell. And he's... Um, I don't know. I do, I do love Nicholas Cage. He's an absolute guilty pleasure. He's he's a horrific actor, he really is, but I love him to bits. He he just suits him, especially as puts on such a dopey voice for this role as well. My little it, hummingbird. It just, little hummingbird. But oh. it, it feels like um a lot of the bits when he's in prison feels like a mockumentary. It doesn't feel like it's real. It feels like he's there going, and those snowballs you've sent me have gone down a real treat. Absolutely love them. I've made friends. I've made a lot of friends. I don't know when you. I don't know when you'll get this message, but I hope you stuck at school. It's important. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Is this real life? This is like, it's so like obscene, you know. It's crazy. Um, I do love obviously. I, I do love Billy Bedlam as a as a nickname of yep. it. Um, definitely, definitely great. I, I, had a, I had a real big bugbear with um, Disney Plus. Because I always watch these these films in, with subtitles. Don't ask me why. I just like watching films that have the subtitles on. Um, and the whole bit where Johnny Forty Six is talking to um, Cyrus—that is the one bit where they decided not to actually translate what he says. It's lucky that I've seen this film loads of times. I know that he kind of says like, "I've got a heart for every person, like I've raped." Um, but I didn't get why Disney Plus didn't kind of translate that um, yeah which was really weird and then talking about how fucking young Danny Trejo looks like this and Dust or Dawn and he's still yeah. going like uh, he's <coughs> he, he's crazy how long he's been around um, I suppose he just all his part actors in all these films he was in Desperado as well and then like then he started like getting his own little machete which is a crazy uh, TV series uh, TV series, film series. Um, yeah, just meant to. Um, do you know John Malkovich hated not John Malkovich. John Cusack hates the film. Oh really? And he, and he refuses to be interviewed about it. But I think John Cusack's great in this. I I don't get what he doesn't like about it. Um, but yeah, he refuses to even in their interviews. Then you're not allowed to ask him about Conair. Well, that's a shame. I said I don't. I don't. Um, 
I don't mind the film. I think it's a good film. I think it's well easy. A good, a nice, great action film to just whack on. Um, I say usually, like, if I whack it on before bed, I, I probably turn it off after the first hour. Like, I think all the best bits are, like, in the first hour. Just how they take over the plane. So, like, John Malkovich is a great bad guy. He's perfect. Thing Rames is great in his role. Um, yeah, Dave Chappelle. This is annoying. Um, best. Um, I couldn't couldn't remember. Like, I still don't know if his mate died or not, or if he survives. I know he gets shot by Cyrus. Does he die? Yeah, I I found that weird that they just didn't um give you a bit more closure on that. I mean, I thought it would have been him getting wheeled out or and them talking or something. Is that because he stayed on the plane for him? Because obviously the whole setup is obviously he needs his insulin. Um, or he's going to die. Well, they sort of used him as the excuse of why he just wouldn't, he would just leave it be, isn't it? Yeah. But um, no, he said as soon as he, he landed, he got his family, he actually dropped him that fucking dead wood and didn't care. <laughs> I'm absolutely done with you. Was though, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Um, obviously, all the carnage for Vegas is apparently because um, the Sands Hotel was going to be demolished. In late '96, so obviously they thought it was perfect to kind of film the the casino getting demolished, they just oh. and then add the plane in. I, I did think test of time, some of the effects was a bit shoddy. Yeah, I think that the 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 car floating through the back hasn't aged very well. That them flying in the choppers didn't age like you can kind of tell like it's kind of green screen or like yeah. That that mm. that and done. Um, How do I live? A great song. Um, it was nominated for both um, best original song at the Oscars and for a Razzie as worst original score. Was it done for this film? It's done for this film. Oh wow, that's big! I didn't know it was done for it. I knew it was in it, but I didn't know it was. And it didn't win either award, even though I love it and I've been listening to it all day. I always, if the, if there's a song on a film, um, that we're doing. I do kind of listen to it a lot, like on recording day, to get me in the zone. Which I suppose my kind of prep like. It's cute. It's it's it's, it's cute. <laughs> um, Garland Green, like Steve Buscemi, is just just great. He's just it's crazy just how he's a great actor. He's probably one of my top five actors. He's so eerie as Garland Green, and then so likable at the same time. Yeah. Like the whole like they're singing to Sweet Home Alabama and he's like like to find irony like people on a plane singing to a song made famous like by people who died in a plane crash did you <sighs> yeah no it's, it's, like I said it's got a lot of um, like I said that's why I sort of said like I feel it should be shorter but I don't actually know what you take out so I guess it shouldn't be shorter but it just sort of we going, but I also felt like on the same level, like where were they going? They were, they landed, they were free about four times. I know, and then there's no way they could have like got the plane back over. Like they they crash landed, um, somewhere, and like I've, when they landed in the desert, I was like, this is the perfect place. You don't have to get another plane and fly up anywhere. You've done it. Exactly. Just, just go be free. Go be free. Um, but um, yeah, do you know Kid Rock's song American Badass? Yeah, of course, based on Cameron Poe. Oh, really? Based on Cameron Poe, which is obviously, even though I love the name Billy Bedlam, Cameron Poe is probably the worst like character name for a hero. Um, obviously, the best line is in the film, like, put the bunny back in the box. Maybe we feel like you know, when they make these films, do you think like they knew that, that that's the line that people would? Would grab from this movie. There's quite there's quite a lot of um, quote quotable lines in this film, but put the bunny back in the box is obviously probably the most famous one. Like, do you think like when they make films like this, they're like that's that's the keeper. People are going to be saying this for years. I think they must have some idea. They must have certain ones where they think like, boom, yeah, that's that's a good line. I think put it, put the bunny back in the box is sort of it's good, isn't it? Because it's sort of uh, 
a nothing situation, but sort of great all the same. It's the way he says it as well, isn't it? Put, Put the, the body, body back in back the box. In the box. <laughs> you just, and I don't think you've ever seen like Cage so muscular in a movie. No. Because in Face Off, he, he's not really built like a shit house. And in yeah. The Rock, he's, he's just a science expert. He's not like built like a shit house. But like here, he just. I don't know if he was married to like old Elvis's daughter by by this time. I know he's Lisa had a few wives. Old Cage. Um, I do want to see his new one, the new film that he um, with loads of was it loads of puppets like the horror film that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I do. I do love him. I do think he's like. I can't help it. I do think he's great. I just don't know how he he went from so he he won before his Holy Trinity. Um, he obviously won Best Actor at the Oscars for leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, he did this. He did... So he did The Rock, followed by this, followed by Face Off. And then it started to kind of a little bit go downhill. Um, so after that, he did... I know The City of Angels was kind of like a a dramatic film. I don't mind that, but I can get, it, it's not for everyone. Then, and he had the double films of Snake Eyes and 8mm, which were kind of, they weren't really blockbusters, they were kind of indie kind of action movies. Um, yeah. Bring Out the Dead, followed by Gone in 60 Seconds, which is obviously again, quite a world-renowned um, film, which yeah. put him back into blockbuster kind of starlight. And then, he didn't really do anything of note. I did say of note. I know he did um, Captain Crowley's Mandolin, Wind Talkers, but none of them are big, massive films. Matchstick Men. I did National Treasure films, which are done by Disney. Um, I suppose they're a lot of fun. Um, I suppose it all went downhill from... He did World Trade Center, which wasn't too bad. Then he did The Wicker Man. And then he did Ghost Rider. I've never seen Ghost Rider, have you? No, I feel like I kind of um, swerved it just because I don't think he, he he fit the role. Yeah, I, I, I've avoided Ghost Rider. So obviously I haven't seen them. Does, is he in the second Ghost Rider? Well, there's three, weren't there? They're three. Um, at least at least two. I'm, he did the Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Um, obviously, he's Big Daddy and Kick-Ass, but that's more... He hasn't got a massive role in that. Um, yeah, and, that, and now he's just kind of kind of in that kind of B-movie kind of great kind of stuff. I think he just enjoys what he does. And, like, he, he was Spider-Man Noir and Spider-Verse. It just won him back on the blockbuster field, but I don't think he'll ever, he's ever going to get back. don't think he'll ever get back. I think he just enjoys... Um, picking movies that interest him. Uh... Mum and Dad was fun. Have you ever seen Mum and Dad? No, but I know you've recommended it a few times. I've recommended that. That's just chaos. Mandy was messed up. I saw yeah. Mandy. Um, yeah. And now, yeah, Willy's Wonderland is what I want to see. Willy's Wonderland. That looks like a lot of fun. Um but yeah, um, what, what would you give Conair? Would you? I, I'm obviously going to do a whole like rewind and replay. Yeah, I'd rewind and replay. I've got no issue with it. I mean, it's it's easily one of his better movies, and it is a fun movie. There's no, no denying it's, it. So, and it's obviously very popular because obviously we put it out today. Like people want to say what their thoughts about the film. Some people just simply like the back backward. Jumper podcast, put put the bunny back in the box. Uh, Super monkey, anyone moves and the bunny gets it. Um, on second watch podcast, it is a hundred percent absurd. It didn't live up to our nostalgia. My favorite bit is at the end when Cyrus is launched from the fire truck with his arm intact, lands on a random concrete crushing machine that was operating without another human being inside, gets face smashed. Um, Insanely Dangerous Retro Podcast. Love this movie when it came out. Another classic Buckheimer production with great performances from Cage, Malkovich, Buscemi and Kushak. Totally summed up the late 90s action movies. Uh, the song from that movie, 
How Do I Live is one of the best movie songs of all time. Uh, film Floggers, but No Way Jose. Um, and Not Before Coffee. Steve Buscemi was perfect as the one they're all scared of. The tea party with that little girl had a sinister vibe to it. And when I first saw it, I honestly thought that it was going to end up with the girl dead somewhere. Uh, I suppose I remember him singing the whole world in his hands when the whole whole plane going down and like, shut up, you psycho. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's on Disney Plus, I say at the moment. I'm guessing if it's on Stars, it's there for keeps, right? It's not like Netflix where they lose the license and it goes. I'm guessing when it's Stars, it's there. I hope not, but you never know. Never. That'd be no. the problem. We never know for sure. But I hope it's there for at least the foreseeable future. Oh, that's pretty much it for like what we watched, like what we were set to talk about. Did you watch anything else of note this week? Um, honestly, no. I've been really busy this week. I don't think I've really watched um, anything. You had the Circle Final. I managed to watch that on Netflix. Decent series. So um, it's always worth a little binge. Well, what's, your, what's, your, what's your point of view on the whole like Channel 4 getting rid of it? I, I think, think someone it's... else is bid for it. I, I, I don't think I, I, I got a funny feeling. It was always weird that they kept on saying auditions for a potential sequel. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's um, like silly to get rid of it. I mean, it's such an easy show to do. I think Netflix will buy it. Yeah, and I'll do the um, both versions. If... If if the views are good for the American, I, I, think, I think the viewership's there. I, I I don't kind of get Channel Four. I've kind of I think to say face. I think they've just gone and said, um, I oh, will concentrate on new projects. I think it was only a free season run, and they couldn't afford the Circle producers, whoever they are, know how much it's worth. That that's that's my feeling. It doesn't feel like people wasn't watching. My whole Twitter timeline was like. Everyone watches it. Yes, well, I thought. And um, Netflix, the American one's filmed in the same house. So it's all over here anyway. It's so simple. You know, like Big Brother, when like you give Big Brother for like, I don't know, 12 weeks, you're given challenges every day, you got to think of stuff every day. The Circle is such an easy show to do. It feels like it's an easy show to do anyway. Oh, mate, it is. It's, it's literally like, I mean, don't wrong, there's probably like footage they have to go through, but generally like, yeah, it's just them in a in a room. Exactly. You just got to make sure you keep them apart. And obviously, whenever you go to we'll let someone upstairs, you got to kind of... Yeah. So I don't think it's last you see of it. Um, I saw Nomadland Saturday night because Dad landed on Disney+. Plus. Obviously, Best Picture winner. Um, I thought it was good. Like, it wasn't why... I say it wasn't amazing. I didn't know what to imagine, really. I, I've always... Beautiful cinematography, really great film. One of those films were like, I've seen it now. I'm not saying I'll see it again, but it doesn't mean I didn't like it. I really liked it, but it's kind of one and done. I kind of struggled with the whole, I don't know if you know, but the people she's interacted with didn't know she's an actress. Okay. So it's a cross between a documentary and a movie. Yeah. It's like it's just about people that have no homes and going around and just doing trailers or like just going from place to place and working and just trying to get a buck. But the people she's interacting with didn't actually know she was an actress, and they've got another actor in there. So obviously there are some bits that are kind of like I'm guessing a bit of the family. But yeah, I saw that. Um, and yeah, still working my way through Skins. Um, I kind of watched all of Motherland and Motherland season three starts tonight on BBC. So that's something to look forward to. And um, apart from that, I've been playing Resident Evil Village and um, yeah, it, it, I, I'm not getting the, the same vibe as the, the other ones. I don't know. It's very Resident Evil 4 and I, I prefer the creepiness like zombies and stuff like that but paid money for it so I will complete it because yeah that's that I like it it's beautiful oh. I guess um, it's everything done all we can do is basically find out if people want to get involved in the conversation if you've seen Connor or any of the other shows if you know shows that you think we should 
watch let us know and if you want to let us know on instagram where can they find us so you find us at paul and griff show and also we're on twitter where the conversation does not end where can they find us on there at paul and griff show oh. if there's anything um, you want us to watch let us know it's got to be on streaming yeah. service it's got to be on exactly. streaming service yeah, for free on the streaming service. None of this Amazon Prime we have to pay. Yeah, no, that's, that's the big sell point. But, um, free to watch. Free to watch for everyone. But yeah, thanks a lot. That is what we've watched this week and we'll see you next week to find out what we're watching next week. Have a great week, oh, guys. Does that mean we're not going to talk for another week? Yeah. How could I live without you? Um, oh. Oh, I thought I was getting to break into song. I'm crying. Without you. <laughs> Catch you later, everyone. Bye.